Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Bet MGM Tonight. Uh, let's try this. Campaign for three. He misses it. D-Book gets his own rebound, and he pulls up for three in Devin Booker's face or Russell Westbrook's face. And just like that, the Phoenix Suns, in one commercial break, have tied the game. They were down big. Now look at wow. you need a timeout. Um, can't make these things up. It's the Lakers. They are not good. Uh, no live line available in that game. The Mavericks uh, taking the Minnesota Timberwolves out back. You know what happens out back? Butt whoopings. Mavericks up 88-78 to 78 in the fourth quarter. They took that Cat comment personally. Dwight Powell was out there trying to prove that he's the better big man than Cat. Not true, but it's always funny to see a guy try. Um, tomorrow we got some NBA games that should be of interest to you. Ryan, you ready for this? The NBA slate tomorrow? Hit me with it. The nightcap game which has happened at least 12 times over the last 13 days, is the Clippers take on the Sacramento Kings. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites. We'd be betting on that game. Hmm. No shot. No. What about Denver against the OKC Thunder on the road? Um, Probably not on that one. Uh, what about the Houston Rockets, who are 10-and-a-half-point dogs against the Milwaukee Bucks? Hmm. I got to wait and see what the injury report. I know Middleton's going to be coming back for Milwaukee. I want to know when Giannis gets out of the protocol. Nothing right now. What about the Chicago Bulls against the Toronto Raptors who announced tonight that Dude, they basically have nobody have available? Nobody. I, I would have to play the Bulls, right? Nine and a half. Yeah, I Bulls would too. starting to get a little bit healthier. Uh, you know, Zach's still in the protocol right now, but tomorrow looked good the other night. I'd have to go Bulls. And then the first game of the night, the Orlando Magic on the road against the Atlanta Hawks. This is the worst night of the we NBA We just I've watched ever that game last week. We watched two of these games last week. Three of them actually last week. I'll probably, you know, I'll go Orlando. Well, I'm actually glad Orlando's in action. You know, no, play, you know, you know what the play is there. Franz Wagner over PRA. Yep, twenty six and a half, twenty seven and a half. If it's anything more than that, I'm staying away. But that'll be the number that I uh, draw the line at. All righty, just got the thumbs up from our producer. He says we got somebody special on the phone, and what that means is TJ Reeves is joining us, the Buccaneers radio sideline reporter. TJ, thank you for joining us at Bucks sideline guy. Great handle. Well, it's good to be with you. Uh, I do know that we're looking forward right now, not backward, because, my gosh, coming off of that Buccaneer game with the Saints, if, if Christmas is the season and it's the season of giving and the gifts that just keep giving and, and giving and giving, you're giving me nothing but bad news right now, <laughs> NFL, where the Bucks couldn't score a point, and now I got no Chris Godwin for the rest of the year. I got Leonard Fournette going on injured reserve. Well, Apparently, Levante David done at least for the next couple of weeks, if not for the whole rest of the regular season, probably. I don't know who's left right now on a Tuesday night. I'm fearful to, to uh, roll out of bed tomorrow and see who else <laughs> is not playing this weekend. Can you guys suit up? Can what? you guys help me from Bet MGM here with my Buccaneers? TJ, we could help you, but there's no help that stacks up to what you guys just added today. A Le'Veon Bell. Oh, wait, I'm not sure about It's not 2012? Oh, okay, never mind. Let's be honest. What do, what do we think he has left? Because I've Nothing. had a couple of Buccaneer fans contact me tonight. Somebody in the media contacted me. And it's the same question. What do we think he has left at this stage after what we saw the last couple of years? I put that to you guys. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't look terrible in Baltimore, but he didn't impress me. Did he look terrible, I mean, I mean, dude, It just looked like another one of the 17 like, running backs they brought in. I was going to say, Baltimore, like, who's been hit with injuries and COVID as much as Baltimore, and he still doesn't have a, ro- a roster spot there. So that's yeah. my concern. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know, though. I mean, you guys need him, TJ, obviously, in that backfield right now because nobody likes Ronald Jones, apparently, right? 
<laughs> well, he's going to be the feature guy, and I know what they're concerned with is what if something happens to him because they've lost uh, Leonard Fournette, and the week before, Gio Bernard, who was primarily the third down back, the veteran, the former Cincinnati Bengal, he was injured and is going to is, is on injured reserve and is going to miss the rest of the regular season with an ankle, uh, a bad ankle injury. So they're looking at depth and insurance of if we get in a game, it's, it's just like what Sunday night was where Evans and Godwin both go down and you got three healthy receivers left. And so you can't do a whole lot as the game goes on to exhaust those guys because there's no subs if you're trying to run three receiver sets and you can't go to a four receiver set. So it's kind of the same thing with running backs. And uh, I guess I got to get Le'Veon Bell up to speed to get ready for this game with Carolina and how much he can do. So I guess I do take consolation in several things. The first thing is the Bucks have won 10 games. They're in prime position with one more win to clinch a home playoff game. They haven't won the division, by the way, since George W. Bush was the president. Right. John Gruden was the coach. 2007 now we're talking about. You want some scary stuff? Twitter didn't exist. TikTok didn't exist. Instagram didn't exist. The last time the Bucks won the division. So one more game, one more exist, win, and you win, the, and you win the division. So we can't bemoan too much. And you do have Tom Brady at the helm. And one thing he showed us at the end of his career in New England is that he got a Super Bowl win back about three years ago with garbage skill players yeah. and Rob Gronkowski. And so right now you're still convinced that if the, if the Bucks can just ham and egg it, and by the way, they welcome Antonio Brown back as well, if they can ham and egg it with whoever they have here at the end of the regular season and throw the ball to Gronk some, they should be okay to get in the postseason, and then anything can happen. We'll yeah, see. And obviously, you know, win the division's important, but you want that number one seed because there's only one bye, and you get the home field advantage. And I know that didn't really matter for them last year because they go on the road in Washington, and then they go on the road in New Orleans. I still think they should have lost that game if Jared Cook doesn't fumble, but that doesn't matter. They go to Lambeau Field, but how do how important with this beat-up roster do you think that is this year, especially when you look at the other team you're chasing right now in Green Bay where I know Brady beat him in Lambeau last year, but he threw three uh, three picks in the second half of that game. I don't think he wants to go back there. So how important do you think that overall uh, the number one seed is? I think it's fair. The other thing is there weren't fans in any of the road games yeah. or any of the playoff games, so that makes a difference. But still, they, they lined up and played under the rules and under the setting and, and away from home and won those games. And, and I will tell you this, Aaron Rodgers has lost four NFC championship games in a row. So who's going to be confident, whether it's at Lambeau, Tampa, or on the moon, if it's Buccaneers versus Packers? Uh, this go around long way to go to get there green bay more than likely is going to have the one seed and the bye so if you're the buccaneers and you can lock up the division where you're you're basically going to be if you get one more win you're in the mix to be the three seed you get two more wins you're more than likely going to be the two seed because remember dallas and arizona have to play each other yeah and uh, the rams are now lurking after they won tonight as maybe the west champs the Rams do have a head-to-head tiebreaker win over the Bucks earlier this year. The Bucks have won over the Cowboys, so that may matter. Uh, and we'll, we'll just see if you get into the two-hole, for example, and you're playing the worst wild-card team with a guarantee that if you win, you're back at home next week. That's not bad. So let's see, let's see what the Buccaneers look like on Sunday, beat up against a bad Carolina team. Can they push through? Can they win that game? And then and then sort out what is the playoff seed coming. A lot of money coming in on Carolina in that matchup. I keep betting on Tom Why? Brady and um. Yeah, Why? dude, they've I, lost Why? Cam Newton's what last twelve? Yeah, Cam Newton hasn't won a game since he's been named starter. 
He's bad. Has he? And, and no, no, he's, no he's, he's he's 0-12 in his last 12 games. Yeah. He started for Carolina. I like that's amazing. And PJ's you bad. Watch, you watch them play, and I don't mean to interrupt, but you watch them play, yeah. and it's almost like every team does the same thing. After like one series or two series, they've got them figured out. No McCaffrey, not skill, not great skill players. Cam Newton can't sling the ball down the field anymore, 30, 40 yards, throw it deep, or whatever. So this is a great opportunity to take advantage of them. And by the way, the Bucks get them twice. Haven't played them all year. Get them this week and then get them in the final week if necessary, if needed, for playoff seeding. But so, yeah, I mean, what I haven't even looked because of all the chaos of the games being moved. What is the line? Bucks favored by what? The right Buc- now, coming into Sunday, the Bucks are favored by ten and a half. It was at My eleven God. and a now half. That, surpri- that, yeah. that surprises me, and I understand why some people might be taking it because, again, that's a road situation. Carolina's going to be fired up. I figured just when you said that, I figured Carolina, uh, you know, fans were jumping over Carolina at six or seven points. So ten and a half, wow, large, large there. That is interesting. Now, how much does that secondary concern you? Because man, it, I feel like if you get a team that can throw the ball against that secondary, which I mean, this is no surprise, but they're really susceptible to that. I love Tom Brady in that offense. I mean, I even unfortunately had the completion prop in on the last play of the game. I needed one more completion. They handed off for inside zone. So Tom Brady hurt me again, but I'm going to go back. It's okay. I cry, but I'm going to go back to the well there because he throws a thousand times per game. Uh, but how, how concerning is that secondary? Because it's going to be hard for them to get stops, especially against some of the teams that you're looking at them going against. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. You know, we're talking about these teams that can really sling the ball. And also those teams happen to have a great rushing attack as well. So it's not going to get any easier for them if they don't try to answer some sort of uh, question back there. They're trying to get the secondary fully healthy. They've got two of the defensive backs back in uh, Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting. Those are guys off the Super Bowl team. Murphy Bunting missed eight games with a dislocated elbow earlier this year. So they've got two of them back. Uh, The pass rush has got to be better. Uh, The defense played well enough, obviously, to win that game against New Orleans. And Taysom Hill is no great thing trying to throw the ball. And the Saints couldn't run it, and that's why it was an ugly 6-0 and then eventually 9-0 game for most of the night. So, yeah, it's a concern against the best passing teams, against Rodgers and the Packers, against Stafford and the Rams. If Kyler Murray's healthy, if DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, but that's the FFF for Arizona. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott obviously had a lot of success all the way back in week one, which at the rate we're going, week one seems like it was three years ago. But the Bucks did beat the Cowboys, but Dak Prescott was great that night off his return against the, against the Buccaneers secondary. So we'll, we'll see on, uh, on the Buck defense shoring it up here. Again, they played their best football down the stretch and into the postseason with Todd Bowles at the controls. And, again, you've got a chance to beef up and be better against the Panthers twice and the Jets here to get some things right and get healthier. One other factor, again, Levante David, defensive leader in the middle of that defense, tackling machine, had a great game the other night. He got hurt in the fourth quarter of the Saints game, and it looks like he's not going to play the rest of the regular season. They need him back for the playoffs as well. TJ, uh, my favorite quarterbacks in the league, obviously Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and the similarities that they have are when things aren't going right for them, like – you could see it on their face, obviously on the sideline. Like Brady was throwing the tablets. We've seen Rodgers do the same thing. Why was he so pissed off in the second quarter of that game, though? Like the the way you like you watch his like his motions. I thought they were down like twenty points in that game, and I get things weren't going his way. And the Saints have been very frustrating because they do have a lockdown corner and they have a pass rush. But like, what was going on that night? And uh, you know, is there something more to it, or was it just typical? Like Brady was having a rough night. Again, I think there was a combination of Godwin getting hurt really sucked the life out of yeah. the crowd. I mean, that was an electric crowd, 
and and he's he's hurt on an obvious dirty play. Um, and the Saints the Saints did this a couple of more times in the game. They were going right at Rob Gronkowski's knees again in the third quarter. Some of their guys have been chirping on Instagram and social media with cryptic stuff about payback for Jameis, and that's Jameis Winston suffering a knee injury at the hands of the Buccaneers. Yeah. So I think Brady Brady was upset about that. I think he was upset because there were a couple of shots that they had down the field and couldn't get the ball completed. There's guys dropping it, but I'm with you. You know, if you see the greatest of all time exuding, I, I am, you know, disheartened, I yeah. am discouraged, and it's only the second quarter, it's going to affect the rest of the guys around you. And so uh, let's see if they don't rebound. Let's see if they don't do better. I mean, I know a lot's being made down here. I don't know how much you guys have talked about it and, and elsewhere uh, about him going over to, De- to uh, Dennis Allen at the end of the game, the interim coach, the defensive coordinator, yeah. and what was said. Yeah. And he, he kept it private in the postgame uh, press conference and said, you know, hey, it's a football thing. And then on his own podcast, everybody's got the podcast now. Oh, yeah. On his own podcast, he elaborated a little bit that he went over and told him he didn't think it was right about diving at guys' legs again. And the Saints, by the way, are previously guilty for doing this very thing with Sean Payton and yep. with the former defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, Greg Williams yep. and the whole bounty gate thing of diving at people's legs. And there it was for everybody to see. Go back and watch the tape. Go back and watch P.J. Williams take out Godwin, and then later in the game he's coming right at Rob Gronkowski's knees too. So I can understand where the Bucks were frustrated, dismayed. I get it. Now you just got to move on. Put it behind and move on. Go celebrate with Christmas with family a little bit, and then go get ready to play the Panthers. Yeah, I'm sure Brady will just be, you know, right under the tree, just enjoying the holiday. Yeah, right. He's probably watching. Phil. I'm watching this man in the arena thing, man. He's a nutbag, but I love him. TJ, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the game this weekend. Thank you, TJ. Happy to be with you guys. Let's see what happens. All hope not lost for the Buccaneers. You guys have me back on whenever you need me. Love you, you TJ, but as a Packer fan, I wish nothing but the worst for your team. (laughs) TJ Reeves, Buccaneers sideline reporter right there. Joining us on the Roman guest line, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. I've seen this movie before. You think things are going well? I don't root for injuries, right? But I mean, Tom Brady's got a lot of weapons, so like, okay, Chris Godwin's going to miss some time. I'm not going to cry about it. Leonard Fournette misses some time. I won't cry about it. Things are a little bit even now. You got Devontae Adams against Mike Evans, okay? And then you have, you know, like the Alan Lazard MVSs. Brady could deal with that. He's got Scotty Miller. He burned Kevin King, but um, I just know how this ends, man. Brady will probably end up with like two healthy receivers, and he'll still win the Super Bowl. I don't know. Then. This year is a little weird. I, I love. Of, I kind of believe though. in the Packers a lot. I do too. I think they're the best team in the league. But if I say it, it's a homer pick. Yes, it is. But I do need them to as win. long as you acknowledge that. Because uh, you know who's not going to win is uh, UTSA. They did have it. It was a touchdown game. We we did force um, San Diego State into a third down, but another touchdown has been scored. As I look up, thirty-eight to twenty-four in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Bowl. No live line currently available, but it's a fourteen-point game, and it was a three-point spread. Uh, Good San Diego State's looking good. Probably should have backed them. Also, right now, the Lakers are up 37-30 to on the Suns. 8.43 to go in the second quarter. Q on the Suns in the first half. So let's all say a prayer that maybe they make a run. Maybe UTSA makes a run before we all make a run for the evening to our cars and to our homes. We recap the night next. Bet MGM. Good night.